Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. This is Jamie. It's another episode of the Advisor Arena Podcast. And I told you maybe, I don't know, a month or so ago that we would start doing some case studies where I could share some things that other advisors are running into as they meet with clients and, you know, either how that panned out if they overcame the objections and were able to put the plan in place or if they ran into issues. So I've got another one of those that I want to share with you this morning, but I want to set the stage for this a little bit. I was on LinkedIn maybe three or four days ago and a financial advisor that I don't work with, um, but that I've talked to on occasion had a post that I'm sure he wrote in the heat of the moment (laughs) because some of the comments um, were, yeah, I was kind of upset when I wrote that, but his post said something along the lines of um, if these marketers from FMOs knew how to sell, they wouldn't need us. And another marketer, again, not with Gradient, just somebody that I know, um, she's uh, been a marketer for a long time at another firm and does a great job. She said, ouch, shots fired. And that's when I think he came back and apologized and said, not you, um, but, you know, I love your stuff. But uh, yeah, some of these marketers convince agents to do things and then they don't go well. And what he was upset about was one of his sub agents had been talked into doing a seminar and spending money on a mailer and people didn't show up, which we know happens. So whether that marketer, you know, talked him into doing something that he really didn't know what to expect, I don't know. But moral of the story, um, there are some great agents out there and there are some not so great agents. There are some great marketers out there and they're probably not so great marketers. Uh, But unfortunately, you know, human tendency is just to kind of lump everybody into one category. And it got me thinking about some of the scenarios that I had run into recently where maybe we might find um, the perception if I were to go talk to their clients that they had worked with some not so great agents in the past. And Obviously, you don't want to fall into that category. I don't want to fall into the category of a marketer that can't sell. So I'm just calling you. Um, That's why I actually do both sides of the business. So I'm an investment advisor representative. I'm out there running appointments. I just had a seminar last week. I put financial plans together for my own clients. And I, I want to share a scenario that is pretty common And I hope everybody listening has a a really good plan of action where this comes up because we're not serving our clients well if we don't have um, a a way to address this that's very straightforward, that's transparent, that's not overly salesy, trying to make things look too good or sound too good to be true. That's falling into the category of the maybe not so great agents, the ones we don't want to be. So let me give you the scenario, actually three that happened recently. Um, This one is mine. So I had a a client, um, a high net worth client 
come and we put a plan together and an annuity was a portion of that plan. It satisfied the guaranteed income that they would need. It, it fit perfectly, quite honestly. Um, I really didn't expect there to be a big objection from them based on their risk tolerance. And, and they didn't, you know, we went through everything. I addressed the liquidity and some of the limitations and knowing that they were going to have to go talk to the other advisors before they were going to move this. I set the stage for your other advisors are probably not going to like annuities. It's because they don't understand all the different types of annuities and they don't know what this particular annuity does, but be prepared for that. People that don't work with annuities that aren't independent, that don't have access to all of these tend to lump all the different features and types of annuities into one. And they think, oh, don't get caught in that. So I prepared him well for that's what they were going to say. And in fact, they did. Um, They said, you know, whatever you do, don't get tied into an annuity. And he came back in. We talked through that. I said, what was their objection? Well, they didn't really know. Admittedly, they said they didn't really know anything about annuities. They just warned me against doing any of it. Okay, so let's talk through that. Um, And we did, and we talked through, again, the details of it, the fact that there were no fees in the annuity that we were using, you know, the very kind of simple plan that it satisfied. And ultimately, then he wanted me to talk to the CPA and get his blessing on the annuity. So I talked to the CPA, was well-prepared and didn't try to oversell. In fact, I, I just let him talk at first. Just tell me what your concern is. Tell me what your perception of, of these annuities are, what you're fearful of. And the fact is, he, he didn't know anything about fixed index annuities, um, never even really heard of them. He had had some clients in the past that you know, were paying upwards of 3% in a variable annuity and, and had lost money. And so we talked through the different types of annuities and where the confusion comes from, how this fit as a piece into the overall plan. And I, I'm sure many of you have been in that exact same scenario. What I kept thinking to myself was that would have been, you know, I could have lost the whole thing if I wouldn't have prepared him that they're likely going to say this. It's because they don't understand it, but just be aware they are not going to like it if they think that you're going into an annuity, they're just confused. And that preface um, really helped save the overall case. So that's case study number one. I had it pop up again yesterday for another advisor. So almost the exact same scenario. He called and he said, well, that um, annuity that I thought was a done deal and we've got signatures in place, they told me to stop it because the son-in-law talked to his financial advisor and that financial advisor said, absolutely don't get into an annuity. So as I'm talking to the advisor, I said, well, let's talk through how you set this up. Have you gone through the trade-off for having, you know, the benefits and features of the annuity? And he said, well, I think I did. Um, You know, the feedback from the son-in-law initially was there's a catch. That sounds too good to be true. There's no way that they can guarantee X amount and protect the money and provide these riders. And so as I dug in a little bit, what I found was the advisor really didn't differentiate between like an income rider roll up. Well, I'm sure he thought he did, 
But the perception from the clients was that was guaranteed money. So when they hear you're guaranteed to get X amount, um, there starts to be something in the back of the head, back of our heads, right? That's like, what am I missing? Something, I have to be missing something. This is too good to be true. The best thing that you can do to position this is simply say the trade-off for what we're getting, the guarantees that you can't lose money, the guaranteed future income is liquidity. Hey, you can't access these funds except for the free withdrawals for seven years or 10 years or whatever the time frame is of the annuity that we're using. That's the trade-off. If this is money that you need liquid, then this is not the right place for these funds to be. And as we talked through that, he said, yeah, that was their concern as they were warned against, you know, you'll get stuck into this. And I said, did you go through the trade-off of the liquidity? And he said, well, I mean, I told him it was a 10-year term. And so, but as we dug into it, I think he felt like maybe I didn't, maybe I kind of glossed over that. Maybe I'm so used to positioning, you know, this product or the features of the annuity. Maybe I didn't do a great job of slowing down and making sure they really understand this is where it fits. This is where it doesn't fit. This is not the right product for everybody. And that leads me to my next scenario. This is a lead call that I took yesterday from a, a prospective client. And she led with, I really hope you can help me. I've talked to some other advisors. And let me start by saying, if your advice is to go sue this person, I'm not going to do that. And I thought, oh, I wonder what we're, <laughs> we're getting into here. And she's ex-military. Um, had a lump sum payment from the military when she retired a couple of years ago and ran into um, somebody at church who recommended an agent to her. So she felt very comfortable. It was somebody that you know, she felt was trustworthy. Somebody had re recommended him to her. And she said, you know, I take the blame on this. I didn't do my due diligence. I thought based on me telling him what I needed, he would find me the appropriate vehicle. And what she's upset about is that she's stuck into annuities and they're not right for her. They're absolutely the last place she should be. She has no other liquidity. She's on a fixed income. He took um, almost all, probably just enough to get suitability to pass and tied it up in an annuity. And I said, well, tell me about you know, what things were like two years ago. What was the scenario then? What's changed? And she said nothing. In fact, the only stipulation I gave this other advisor was, I just want to make sure I can get to this. I'm a grandma. I have um, three kids. They have grandkids. I've got a daughter who's a single mom who sometimes needs my help. I need access to these funds. And unfortunately, then he tied them up in a 10-year annuity and a 12-year annuity. She's only a couple years in. Um, and she was asking for help. And as we all know, the likelihood that she's going to get out of there without some, you know, super stiff penalties, zero. I mean, that's just, they're not bad products. They're great products. They're products we offer. They're, I mean, I told her the good news is you have great products. They have excellent benefits. Your money is protected. It's just, it's not a right fit for your scenario and they are illiquid. So, I know these are all things that we know. My fear is I see this happen so often with, you know, other advisors that I talk to and then clients that I talk to. Um, I think we get comfortable with the features. We forget there's still a lot of confusion. There's still a lot of misconception. We gloss over maybe the downside to annuities because we're trying to oversell all the positives. 
We're showing illustrations that have double digit returns, which as we know are highly unlikely. You know, any of these annuities are designed to do somewhere between four and 6%. We don't need to oversell them. We don't need to overpromise. We don't need to gloss over the limitations. We need to do our due diligence and make sure that the products that we're recommending and the overall financial plans that we're putting together are a right fit. And if we can, if we can do that, one, it eliminates issues for yourself, right? I mean, it, it eliminates so much um, negativity that can come back on you. Um, but more importantly, we serve our clients well. That's how we serve our clients. And as I said in the beginning, there's some really good agents out there. I'm sure all of you that are listening are like, heck yeah, that's exactly what I do. Uh, there's resources out there to help you do that. So it doesn't always have to be just your opinion. Um, I will link in the show notes, some of the resources that I recommend, excellent third-party info, easily explaining the different types of annuities. Cause I think that's where a big chunk of the confusion comes from, you know, SPIAs where the insurance company keeps the money. If you pass away variable annuities that can be loaded with fees. Um, there's a lot of confusion on the types of annuities. There are a lot of index annuities that can get really confusing that are not as good as other options. So, you know, really being able to understand the ins and the outs, keep things simple for clients, have additional resources that you can point them to so they feel like they've done their due diligence and aren't just taking your word for it. That is what gives people comfort. It's what gives us transparency and enables us to do the best that we can for the people that we serve. So I hope that's helpful. Check out the resources that I'm linking. And until next time, I hope everybody has a great day and thank you for joining.